From the south shores of Lake Erie and Ashtabula County, this is another episode of Hacker Public Radio. This episode is recorded on Monday, September 3rd, 2012. One thing the contemporary hacker needs to worry about is resilience in the face of natural disasters. As this is recorded, the last remnants of the cyclone named Isaac are winding up their existence. This is the time of year otherwise termed as the height of hurricane season. A few weeks prior, the eastern seaboard of the United States was faced with a derecho, which is a fancy term for a storm with damaging straight-line winds. What happens when the network of networks, popularly called the internet, goes away? This is not an abstract question. Beyond those malevolent human beings and non-malevolent human beings who can create collapses, the power of natural events is often forgotten due to its unpredictability. In terms of network design, the inner gambler has shown us chances are taken as a severe event never happening. In the United States, the lights will go out. It is merely a matter of when. Not everything will be on the scale of the northeastern blackout of 2003 or the destruction associated with Hurricane Katrina. Sometimes things will be local. Heck, even a surprise appearance by President Obama on Reddit for an Ask Me Anything session took that site down for a while. The architecture of the internet is great for store and forward communications. An easy example of that is this very program you are listening to. Aside from webmail access, email works much the same way. This isn't the case for the class of people who have cut the cord and taken down any television aerials so that they rely solely on internet streaming from sites like Hulu. Streaming is problematic. A constant connection is presumed. Nowhere along the way can that connection fail where the content being consumed is likely to suffer in its presentation. Buffering can help to an extent during normal network operation. The buffering of a Netflix stream at the highest imaginable latency is when you get what you're watching not from an internet-attached device, but by way of a physical piece of media that you receive in the mail. There's a pertinent quote that is sometimes attributed to Dennis Ritchie. That quote simply states, Never underestimate the bandwidth of a station wagon full of tapes. As I've stated elsewhere, programs like this are licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Share-Alike license. At Eerie Looking Productions, we shifted to using that license going forward once the Arab Spring kicked off in 2011. Under this license, you are fully free to go ahead and redistribute materials bearing the license. Reformatting such programs to being simple audio tracks on burnt audio compact discs, or lining such programs out to conventional cassette tape is not just possible, but encouraged. Beyond Hacker Public Radio, things like Free Speech Radio News, Rat Hole Radio, Linux Outlaws, and programs on Leo Laporte's Twit.tv network can be similarly reformatted. Physical media is not dead. Creative Commons is not being leveraged to its fullest either, though. Now is the time to consider how to hack together a solution to prove sharing without using computers. Shared listening sessions help increase the reach of programs and ensure others can tune in for a shared experience. Sharing audio cassettes labeled in a compliant fashion works too. Heck, scheduling rooms at community centers and public libraries can allow for group experiences, though popcorn might be questionable for eating there. For example, a decent project would revolve around using a beagle board with LCD attachment to build a portable playing unit to listen as a group. The tech is there. Ubuntu is somewhat there provided you do a net install, and you can build in audio hardware of choice. The connecting glue of integration is what is missing. 
dependent upon national licensing regime, license-free broadcasting over a short range is possible. Combining a legal transmitter with software on an old system and running utilities like Rivendell, a full broadcast day of Creative Commons programming could be released. You could share your favorite programs to the rest of your neighborhood where the only barrier is having a suitable AM-FM receiver and making it at the appropriate time to catch the rebroadcast. Another thing to consider would be leaving copies of Creative Commons licensed programs where so-called free, mu free music scene magazines are kept. Podcasts are but spoken word magazine issues in many cases. Leaving cheap audio discs bearing compliant labels within cheap paper sleeves would increase access. Cassettes may be harder to deploy for use, but local cultural conditions will control in any case. Read the Creative Commons licenses. Think of alternative ways to consume content bearing such licenses. You'll never know when your access to the internet will go away. With storing forward communications of rich content, you'll still have something available even if your access becomes intermittent. To close, we must note a story that arose during the preparation of this program. A local internet service provider lost its backhaul when a copper thief climbed a pole somewhere between Cleveland, home to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Geneva, the northwesternmost city in Ashtabula County, to try to cut down wire. This is a rising trend where copper from public utilities is stolen and sold to scrap metal dealers so as to make a profit that might be spent on, for example, illegal narcotics. The impacted internet service provider lost access to the backbone operated by First Energy Corporation. The thief got some fiber optic cable that they can't really sell. And users of that internet service provider got a 15-hour outage during Labor Day weekend. Yeah, how do you predict that one happening? As economic times continue to stay in lousy condition, threats to access continue to exist. Bad governments engaging in censorship are not our only worry. Old-fashioned interference, previously termed backhoe interference for the tearing up of buried lines using backhoe equipment, remains a bigger danger. Are you prepared? Thank you for joining us. This episode has been brought to you by the air staff of Eerie Looking Productions in Ashtabula. Our owner and engineer is Mike Kellett, our producer is Gloria Kellett, and I'm the head writer, Stephen Michael Kellett. Take care until we meet again. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever consider recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binref.com. All binref projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Share Alike, 3.0 license.